Welcome to the How to Event Podcast, the premier resource for everyday people who want to plan the event of a lifetime. My name is Allie Denniston. Thank you for joining the party. Welcome back, eventers. It's great to have you all back for yet another week of How to Event. This season, we're talking about the basics of event planning. Last week, we started by talking about how to budget for your event, including the importance of budgeting, what to include in your budget, and how to craft your budget into an actual usable form. Budgeting is a crucial part to successful event planning, so if you missed that episode, I highly recommend circling back to it and educating yourself on the topic before tackling your first event. This week on How to Event, we're delving into everything you need to know in your venue selection process. Your venue is the location your event is held, and there are a number of aspects for you to take into consideration. Location, budget, capacity and layout, services and amenities, and ambiance are all factors that may have a play in your decision-making process. But first, you'll need to narrow things down in the first step by identifying the type of venue you might want to book. Are you looking for a large-scale convention center for a highly attended conference? Or perhaps you're planning a wedding and you're looking for the perfect setting as the backdrop for you to say I do. Or maybe you're planning around COVID restrictions and you're throwing a small gathering in your own backyard, but you're dressing it up like a real-life event. The type of venue you're targeting is extremely important. While I could probably talk for hours about the ins and outs of venues, I'll do my best to simplify the information so it'll be the most helpful to you listeners. I could probably provide you with a laundry list of categories that venues may fit within, but the most common categories include either a freestanding indoor venue, which come in all shapes and sizes and styles, could be anything from a convention center to a restaurant to a catering hall or a hotel ballroom. Another option would be an outdoor open-air venue, perhaps with the option for tenting. This could be something like a park, a lawn, a beach, or a location that has beautiful grounds that are offered up for events. Or there could also be the private venue, like your home or your backyard. From those three categories, there are a couple of subcategories. The first being an all-inclusive venue, which means that the venue may have its own kitchen, catering, staff, furniture, recommended or preferred vendors, and other resources that it includes in the cost of renting the venue. There are also space-only venues. This means that when you rent the location, all you're getting is the space or area outlined in your contract. And then it's up to you to source and coordinate everything from kitchen equipment to catering, setup and cleanup crews to furniture. A space-only venue would probably be something like your own backyard, whereas an all-inclusive venue might be a hotel ballroom or another freestanding venue location. So as you start to brainstorm the type of venue that may be best for your event, Think about what you'll need to ensure the success of the event, as the type of event you're planning will also dictate some of your event needs. For example, if you're planning a family reunion weekend, you may have several families that require sleeping accommodations, activities for a range of age groups, 
and the capacity to provide dining for a large group. A corporate meeting might require Wi-Fi connectivity, access to audiovisual equipment, privacy, or breakout space. A wedding might need separate spaces for a ceremony, cocktail hour, and wedding reception, or on-site accommodations for their guests. These are all factors that are really important to be aware of so you can properly screen your prospective venues against the criteria and then to determine how good a fit the venue might be for you. I suggest making an exhaustive list of all the possible needs your event may have for its venue. You may not find a location that encompasses every single need, but you will have the ability to rank your needs from must-have deal breakers to would be nice to have but not a requirement type needs. Identifying your venue needs ahead of time also equips you with a list of questions to ask when you're scoping out your top choices. Another aspect to consider in this pre-research phase would be the overall vibe of your event. Are you going for classy and elegant, rustic, modern, industrial, or perhaps just functional? You definitely want to select a venue that will help enhance the overall feel you'd like portrayed at your event. So a quick brainstorm and maybe a Pinterest board might be a good idea, especially for social events and weddings. This way you can compile all of your ideas and vision in one place, which can also come in handy later as you're scoping out your venues in person. After drafting your venue wish list, the next step is to identify a general location and start your research. Are you planning a local event within your home city or state? Or are you planning a destination event like a wedding in a tropical location or an executive meeting in an impressive destination? Pick your desired target area and include that in your search. Choose keywords from your event needs list along with the target area and plug all of that into Google or your search engine of choice and see what comes up. Start making a list of the options that look promising. Once you're comfortable with the number of possible venues you have on your list, it's time to start vetting each one. Reach out to the event contact at each venue and have your list of questions ready. Your question list should include everything from your need factors, which is what we discussed earlier as the possible needs for your event to be successful. But you should also be ready to take notes so that you can look back on the responses and compare the information between venues. Other questions you might want to add to your list might be, do you have a food and beverage minimum or a minimum required guest count? What's included with the rental of the venue? Furniture, staff, cleanup? Does the rental apply for a prescribed amount of time? Are there any curfews or other restrictions regarding timing? Does the venue have a preferred vendor list, and is it just recommended or required that those vendors are utilized? If it's an outdoor venue, what's the inclement weather contingency plan? Of course, this is not an exhaustive list of questions, but it is a good starting point that will hopefully get you thinking about what types of details you should be asking about when you interview each venue. After you've compiled the important information and the answers to your questions for each venue on your list, I suggest narrowing down your top three venues and scheduling site visits at each of them. Visiting each location will allow you to see it in person, meet face-to-face with your contact, and determine if it is truly a good fit for your needs and ultimately to host the event. 
Why vet only three venues, you ask? Well, that's really just for your sanity, and it may not be realistic. I know there are event hosts who visit 5, 10, 15, or even more venues before settling on the one that's perfect for their event. But assuming you need to be a bit calculated about the time you spend planning, I suggest highlighting the most promising three venues and going from there. Nothing says you can't decide against those initial three and expand your research to consider other viable options if necessary. The next stop on the venue selection train is to conduct your site visits. When you visit your venues, you should be prepared with any follow-up questions from your initial interview with the venue contact, and make sure you're equipped with a pen and paper or an iPad or other device to take notes on so that you can identify any additional questions that come about during your walkthrough. It's definitely a good idea to ask about the flow of your event during this visit. For a corporate event, is there a suitable location for a registration table? Restrooms close by to the meeting space? Or separate space for a dining setup? In the terms of a wedding, how do various pieces of the event flow together, from ceremony to cocktail hour to dinner reception and dancing? For some venues, this may be obvious, but in less traditional venues, you may need some additional guidance to envision the flow. Several years ago, I worked at a less traditional venue. It was actually a working public library that had renovated a portion of the building to be utilized for events. Although the capacity in certain situations could accommodate up to 200, many of the spaces needed dual uses, which required a bit of imagination when explaining it to a client during a walkthrough. Guests would enter into a foyer area, which opened up into a space called the Grand Hall. For on-site wedding ceremonies, the Grand Hall was typically used. Following the ceremony, guests would be invited to walk down into a sunken indoor courtyard area just beyond and visible from the Grand Hall for cocktail hour. During the cocktail hour, the Grand Hall would then be cleared of the ceremony setup, and at the conclusion of cocktails, guests were invited back upstairs into the dining room, which was located just off the left side of the Grand Hall. Following dinner, guests were invited to dance back downstairs in the courtyard, or sometimes right there in the Grand Hall. As you can probably imagine, it was difficult for most clients to envision what these transitions might look like, especially without seeing the space in person. This hits home the importance of an in-person visit, when possible, so you can set realistic expectations for how your event might flow in the space. Now, after you've visited each of your top three venues that you identified during the research phase, take a high-level look at the information you've gathered and determine which is the best fit for your event. As I've said many times, budget is extremely important, so ensure that whatever you've allotted for your venue budget matches up with the costs associated with the location you settle on. Of course, I mentioned a little while ago that you might not always choose one of your top three venues from your research process initially. So if you aren't crazy about any of the three venues that you visited, then feel free to go back to the drawing board, do a little more research, and choose another few venues to take a look at and potentially select as your primary venue location. Now, I've talked about a pretty calculated approach to selecting your venue, but a part of venue selection can definitely be left up to feeling. What feels right when you're in the space and you're thinking about your event? 
Sometimes you walk into a venue and you just know by some sixth sense that it's the right place for you. When this happens, trust it. But do make sure it hits the marks of your event needs list, at least a little bit. There are a few other random but important things to think about in the process of venue selection. One of them is a preferred vendor list versus a recommended vendor list. Some venues have a list of vendors that they require clients to work with, from florists and caterers to production and rental companies. It's extremely important to be familiar with your venue's practice, and if you have a particular vendor in mind that you'd like to work with, make sure they're on that list. Be sure to clarify with your venue contact whether it's a required list or just a recommended list, as sometimes venues will simply compile a list of vendors that are familiar with the property and that they know other clients have had success with previously. If you're required to work with the vendors they list, make sure you do your research on each one. Just because they're on a list doesn't always guarantee that they're the best vendor. I'll talk more about this next week on episode three when we focus on how to select the best vendors for your event. In the meantime, be clear on what your venue's policy is, and perhaps that does play into your decision as to whether or not a venue is right for you. Another topic to think about is an all-inclusive venue versus a space-only venue. Ensure that you fully understand what comes with your venue and what doesn't. While there are some venues that include anything and everything you could need to plan an event, believe it or not, there are some venues that require you make arrangements for everything down to your own trash removal. These stipulations will often be listed in your venue contract, but it is smart to ask about these types of things up front so that your expectations are set and you know what you're getting yourself into. Space-only venues can be set in stunning locations, but will likely require additional planning and coordination efforts. So just be aware that this type of venue will challenge you more so than an all-inclusive. There are also venues that include some things, but not everything, which can sometimes be a nice happy medium and offer you as the event host a bit more control over the process. Last but not least, ask about a coordinator. Some venues provide their own event coordinators that will help guide you through the planning process. However, depending on the venue, their involvement may or may not be as in-depth as you may need or expect. This is another great topic to ask about as you're interviewing and researching your venues. If the venue claims they provide a coordinator, get clarification on exactly how involved they'll get and what tasks they will and will not assist with. At the venues that I've worked at over the last three and a half years, we provide full service planning, inclusive of design, menu creation, timeline management, vendor management, and day of execution. There are a number of venues that just have a person to answer your questions and do day of tasks, but won't help with the nitty gritty of planning. For this reason, it's important to understand what type of resource you'll have access to so you can determine what your role will be and how much additional effort may be required to execute the event. So today we've talked about the approach and process for selecting your event venue. First, you need to determine the type and style of venue you might want to target and then identify your list of need factors in order for your event to be successful. Once you've settled on those details, target a general location and do a search to see what comes up. 
Compile your list of potential venues and begin interviewing each one and gathering additional information as you do so. Once you have all of your research completed, pick your top three contenders and schedule visits to see them in person. At your site visits, ask a lot of questions, then sit down and compare your options to make a decision. Of course, if the three venues you visit don't fit the bill for your event, take the time to go back and identify a few more to visit and consider as your target locations. Selecting the perfect venue for your event will help bring your overall vision to life and contribute to the wow factor for your guests, attendees, or participants. Do you have questions about today's topic? Join me in the How to Event podcast group on Facebook, where you can ask your questions, start a discussion, and have the chance for your topic to be featured on a future episode. Don't forget to visit howtoeventpodcast.com for the newest episodes and show notes from How to Event. Thanks for joining me today. Can't wait to welcome you all back next week for Season 2, Episode 3 of the How to Event Podcast, where I'll be discussing everything you need to know about selecting the perfect vendors for your event. Happy planning! Happy planning!